Welcome to today's Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy. Gus, how are you doing today? I am as fine as a frog here. That's great. That's great. This podcast is, is presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. And our guest today is the one and only Eddie Prather. Eddie is the owner and promoter of the Indiana Guitar Show. Uh, he lives uh, in Avon. And Eddie, it's great to have you here. It's my pleasure. And we wanted to, uh, to bring Eddie on. The, the, uh, this year's guitar show is in, in a couple weeks, actually April 10th and 11th. Eddie, talk to us about the guitar show. One of the things I want to know is how all this got started and how it got moved to Hendricks County because it was, it was at the fairgrounds, wasn't it? At one, yes. At, at one point. And kind of give us some history on that. Originally, <clears throat> there was a guy who lived in Bloomington whose name was Dave Boss, and uh, he owned a place called Roadworthy Guitars. And he was the original promoter for the Indiana Guitar Show. It was held at the state fairgrounds uh, for about 20 to 25 years. Dave went through an unfortunate circumstance where he found himself no longer married and his wife owned everything that was in the shop and had lost interest in doing the guitar show. And so it fell away and for three or four years no one did it. My buddy Doug and I, Doug Spencer, we were doing several guitar shows all around, and some of them were very small, and they were all asking me to take them because it was obvious that <clears throat> they, I, they didn't know what they were doing, and, and they found out that it was a lot more work than they had anticipated. And so they were on me to take it, and I'm like, I own a recording studio. I don't want to do that. It's a, no, it's a lot of work. No, no. But they stayed on me, and after about two years, I finally relented. I just said, well, if I do this, I'm going to consolidate all these small shows. We're going to bring it back to Indianapolis. We're going to make it a national show like it used to be, and uh, that's what we did. Now, we had it first at the Radisson, but we had already sold so many tables that it, it couldn't be held there. So we had two or three shows at the Radisson, and then we moved down the street to the Wyndham, the old Adams Mark Hotel, and we had two or three shows there. But again, we had outgrown it by the time we moved in. Hendricks County probably was the place I should have gone originally, but I was fearful that it was a little bit too far out for some people. I think that we do lose, lose a few people because they do feel that it's too far out. But, the con but when you think about it, it's only once a year. If you can't drive an extra three or four minutes, then, you know, it, it, you, you don't really want to go bad enough. Because the people that really love guitar shows, they don't want to let three or four extra minutes stop them. And the other thing is, people say, well, it's a guitar show. I have, I have all the guitars I need. Or I'm not a guitar player. I'm a keyboard player. Or, I'm a singer. Or, I'm a drummer. We got all that stuff, too. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that. So we came out to Hendricks County because um, it's 18,000 square feet. Steve Patterson, the director out there, has been awesome to us. We've got all kinds of help from Jennifer Smith, who is down at, uh, uh, she's part of the Hendricks County Bureau, and she also is one of the people down at uh, Staybridge Inn and Holiday Inn Express, where she helps with rooms and with the get-together that we do the night before the show. So <clears throat> everybody that's been involved in the show helping us at Hendricks County, including Visit Hendricks County, which I have Sarah Ferguson who helps me out there with marketing. Uh, 
everyone has just bent over backwards to being more than accommodating to helping us put on this show. Now, explain the show. Well, if you've ever been, gone to a, a gun show, you, you go in and there's guns and ammo. At least there used to be ammo. So you go into a gun show, there's guns, there's ammo. So go into this show, take away the guns and ammo, and there's every kind of musical gear that you could ever imagine. There's vinyl records for sale, guitars, basses, amps, fiddles, uh, auto harps, uh, memorabilia, Beatles stuff. Are there zithers? <laughs> you know what? If I had to put $100 on it. Lap harp? <laughs> I'm not sure. There, there's probably not a sack butt, but there's everything else there. Yeah, there's zithers there. I've seen several, actually. You, yeah. you lap it. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's a big deal, isn't you it? Know, there's a lot of things like that. that just And it's weird stuff that shows up. And all the dealers, this is an important point, all the dealers are telling me whenever I'm talking to them about coming in, which, by the way, they're coming in from Arizona, Dallas, Atlanta, South Carolina, New York City, and Brooklyn, uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan, Chicago, Milwaukee. They're coming from really all over the Midwest. But they're all telling me the same thing. COVID hit their business hard, and they don't have product. They're coming to buy, buy, buy. And so that means <clears throat> at the top of the flyer, it says bring your instruments to the Indiana Guitar Show because it's a buy, trade, sell sort of situation. And these dealers, who some of them are loaded, they've got sixty or $70,000 in their pockets and $100 bills, and they'll just start flipping them out and paying you for your guitars and amps and pedals and fiddles and zithers. Hmm. <laughs> wow. And zithers. So, so, Eddie, you know, who, I mean, I know you've got a wide range of, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of different guitars, but is there... The, the, really, anyone who's interested in guitars, even someone who's interested in just buying a guitar to learn to play, yes, should come to this show. They should. There, there will be guitars there that are overtly affordable. Anything from you know eighty nine dollars to two hundred dollars. There's there's a bunch of those guitars that are there, and there's also guitars that are thirty thousand dollars. Wow. They're kind of museum pieces. <clears throat> There'll be a fifty seven Stratocaster. <clears throat> that'll be there and a whole bunch of other really cool instruments uh we have uh we have a couple of guys that come that are buyers for the the colts owner jimmy ursay and the the, the dealers know this mm -hmm. and so they come prepared to sell high dollar so you you'll go and see an instrument that maybe was played by someone famous that was even signed by them. You'll see all, you know, you see all sorts of things there. Okay, great, great. And again, um, the um, you know, day one is from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's April 10th. And then on April 11th, uh, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., the admission is $10. There's no charge to park. It yes. really is a, a, a wonderful show, um, very easy to get in and out of, uh, and um, certainly encourage anybody who's a, a guitar aficionado uh, who you know 
whether you play or not, to, to, to come out and, and go to the show. There are a few people who do attend every year that are not players, guitar players or keyboard players. Maybe they're singers. Maybe they're just interested in seeing vintage instruments. But you're right. It's easy in, easy out, and it's free parking. And the other thing is if a person wants the Guitar Show t-shirt that we print up every year, they get in both days for free. You just put on the shirt, show the shirt, you come in. It's free. Okay. So free parking, free entrance. If you buy the T-shirt, it's 20 bucks. So, And it's the coolest T-shirt you wear uh, the whole year. You have one. I do. I do. I do. I'm not wearing it today, but I've worn it, and it's a, it is a cool shirt. Eddie, um, you play guitar, and uh, I kind of want to get, get off onto something else here. Um, what what got you to, to to get interested in playing guitar and kind of tell me who some of your um, some of the some of the guitar players that you've you know sort of idolized over the years or wanted to emulate kinda, sure yeah. sure well I ended up meeting Jackson Brown in 1973 and without going into the whole story. Uh, my dad was an usher at the Charleston Civic Center. In but Sarasota. I want you to go into the whole story. You do? Yes, I do. <laughs> because it's, it is one of the coolest stories. Okay. All right. So There is. <clears throat> so my buddy Jeff and I are walking into the Charleston Civic Center because my dad was an usher. And so we're sitting down. This is way before the show starts. We're the only people in there. And it's dark. And there's just a few lights on the stage. And there's some guys milling around up there. And we sit down in the front row. And the guy at the piano goes, hey, you. Come on up. I was like, Jeff, he's talking to you. I'm like, who? The guy at the piano. And we think, well, they're roadies. Because we were sitting, we just sat down. They're not playing anything. We just think they're roadies. We have no idea. So he goes, no, you, with the baseball shirt. Come on up. So, you know, we're 13 years old. We're like on the stage of the Charleston Civic Center. It's like, oh, this is, a, this is great. And uh, the guy at the piano with the long hair. Uh, actually, they all had long hair. But anyway, it's 1973. Oh, okay. So he says, uh, I saw your shirt, and uh, we're having a contest on this tour to just see who could get, you know, collect different eclectic <laughs> shirts from all over America. And so, you know, I saw it. So uh, if you'd like to find another shirt to wear, you know, uh, then I'll buy it from you for $5, which was interesting because it caused me to look at him because he says, I'd buy it from you right now, but I'd look like an intern up here. Oh. Because he was wearing these Hirachi sandals, white cords, no belt, and this blue work shirt. And that's when I looked at him and said, so what is your name? He goes, Jackson. And I looked at Jeff like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like he's Jackson Brown. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me like, uh, and then looked over and said, David, now this is David Lindley, who's the world famous, he's our finest multi-instrumentalist. And he traveled, he's a primary sound of Jack. And then David looked at me like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You're on a- <laughs> I looked at Jackson back, I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, I was like, speech, I was like, all I could mutter was, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he was really gracious with me. He says, look, don't worry about it. He said, okay, so. And he did point out to me a real roadie who was also a roadie with the Eagles. He said, his name is Peek. He's going to bring you back stage after we're done. 
Oh, wow. So we do. Go ahead. Let's cut it off there real quick. Uh, you're listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. And our guest today is Eddie Prather, the owner and promoter of the Indiana Guitar Show. And Eddie, get back to this story because it's a great one. So I go backstage with my buddy Jeff, <clears throat> and Jackson's right there, like he's expecting us. And he goes, hey, what would you think of the show? And I was like, just knocked out. Yeah. So I'm like, it was just so incredible. And I'm looking at him like, I got a man crush. You know that, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so he goes, you want a beer? Now I'm 13. <laughs> <laughs> so you want a beer? I'm like, no, I don't. Jeff goes, well, I do. Which is fortunate for us because that caused us to go not only backstage, but upstairs backstage where... Uh, All the dressing rooms are. They were fronting America. So America's up there. Uh, and, and there's all sorts of graffiti on all the walls from Fog Hat and the Edgar Winter Band and all kinds of other play people that had played there the, the previous months. Anyway, so we're up there. And I'm like, I can't find a shirt. And I'm not old enough to drive to go home and get something. So I, I, I can't sell you this. He goes, oh, it's really a bummer. I really like it. And then, because we, we had this cooked up, I said, so, but we could trade. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked down and he goes, oh, you don't know what you're asking. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, and, and, and the bus isn't here. I can't just go get you another shirt. And back in those days, I don't know if you guys remember back in those days, but they didn't have merch tables. No. They had no merch tables. It wasn't just like, well, just go out and get you a shirt from the merch ta tables. Tell them that I said to yeah, go get one. Right. No, 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 no. There was no such thing. Huh. And so he's just like, oh, you don't know what you're asking. I can't do that. And I, and I guess I was just like, you know, he's 22, I'm 13. And I go, well, I understand. And for some reason, he just goes, here, give it to me, as he's unbuttoning his. Uh, wow. And as he's handing it over to me the waft of this 1973 right. and he he's a hippie so he hadn't bathed since 1967 <laughs> 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 and this thing nearly stood up on its way over you know to me so so i'm putting it on as he's putting on and he's acting like a baseball pitcher and then he says to me my brother's name is eddie ah. i'm never gonna forget you Oh, wow. Enjoy the shirt, man. Years goes by. I wore it every time it was clean. I remember my mom's face when I came in the door, and she smelled me before I got there. Uh -huh. She's like, what? Give me that. So, but every time it was clean, I wore it. I wore it out. <clears throat> by the time I was out of high school, I mean, it had big strips in the back where it was just torn. It was just like it got relegated to just being put in the closet. And every time I moved, it moved with me because eh, Jackson Brown. Jackson shirt, Brown. Yeah. Shirt, right, I'm not yeah. going to throw that away. Absolutely. So eventually, <clears throat> I had it framed. And so we're hanging it up, and I'd given him the album to put beside the shirt for every man because that was what was, you know. That's what he was promoting. Well, it, it would soon be. He's playing songs from that in his first album. And Dr. My Eyes was popular at the okay. time. Okay, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So we're hanging it on the wall. My buddy who had done the, uh, the artwork of putting it together and framing it 
and me, and we were hanging on the wall, and I looked at the album for every man, and it occurred to me for the first time why he didn't want to give me the shirt. That's the album cover. He's wearing it. That's right. Album. He is. That's amazing. Yeah, That's amazing. This is a great story. One of my favorite stories with when when it comes to brushes with fame. I mean, yeah, that's right. He is wearing that shirt. I've seen that shirt. Yeah, absolutely. it's on the it's on the For Every Man album. Not only does he have on the shirt, he has on the Harachi sandals and the white cords. Oh, the same no, cords. Same same outfit. The whole <laughs> he's got this on the same outfit. So that picture was taken weeks, maybe a month or so before yeah. he went on tour for the for the That's album. amazing. Now, I have become friends with David Lindley over the years. And I remember telling him, I said, well, this, David, this isn't the first time we've met. And I started retelling the story to him. And he's like, huh, you're that kid? Oh, wow. I remember this. <laughs> you, you, you're going to think I'm just really putting you on. But I got nothing to gain by telling you that I remember this like, like it was yesterday. Wow. I said, do you think Jackson remembers? And he said, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a, that's a great story, Eddie. But and I, I don't think of Jackson Brown necessarily as a guitar player. I mean, you, you, you right. know, uh, actually, really a singer and songwriter, and and yes. uh, obviously very influential with the, with the Eagles. I mean, many of their hits of stuff yes. that he did, but but. Who influenced you from a guitar standpoint? Actually, he did because he played in a bunch of tunings. And so did Crosby, Stills, and Ash and Young. So in particular, uh, Stephen Stills, who played in Drop D and Double Drop D a lot. And he had a and Sweet Judy Blue Eyes is written actually in E tuning. But the real, if you're talking about Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young, I remember being about 14, just really just after I had met Jackson. And I had taken like a half a dozen guitar lessons, and this guy was absolutely dreadful. He was awful. He couldn't teach, or I couldn't learn, or both. And I told my mom, I'm not going back. So they went away to work, and this must have been spring break. And so I got up, and my dad had bought me a $35 Harmony guitar. I got it out, and there were some pieces of sheet music in the bottom. I'm going through this, like, I don't know this, I don't know that, I don't know this. And for some reason, I just bowed my head, and I said, Lord, you know what? I'm not getting this, but I, I would like to. I'd like to be able to play, but I'm not going to do it. <sighs> Unless you show me how. And then the next piece of music I looked at was this song called Heart of Gold. And I went, oh, I know this. And so I clumsily mimic the chord chart that I see so I could sing it. I want to live, I want to give. I've been a miner for a heart of gold. So I was banging out these chords. And it was awkward at first, but my parents being gone all day, I had all day to work on it. Now remember, they left for work, and the guitar was a foreign instrument. It was, it was, it was like, 
here, here's, here's, here's the Latin Vulgate. Here, read this in the, in the vernacular. And it's like, no, I, no one's going to do you know, you have, No, take four years of Latin, then you can do it. So they came home, and I announced I was going to sing a song for them. And uh, after dinner, I pulled it out, strapped it on, and from the beginning to the end, sang and played Heart of Gold. Yeah. And they were dumbfounded. So I went from playing no, no, no chords, having no experience, and not playing at all, to the Lord answering my prayer. And that evening, I could play guitar. And the next day, I added a D chord, or I added a C chord, or I added an E minor chord, or I you know, added an A minor chord. And every day, it just progressively got easier and better. And I'd go someplace and play an open stage, and somebody go, gosh, man, you're like really gifted as a singer and as a player and all that stuff. How old are you? And I'm like, 14. How long, <laughs> how long have you been playing? Five days. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's great. Hey, you're listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, uh, presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Eddie Prather, the owner and promoter of the Indiana Guitar Show. Eddie, I know last uh, last year during uh, the pandemic, it was a, a real challenge for you uh, putting this show on. I think you finally got it uh, together the, the tail end of, of September. Interestingly enough, uh, the pandemic, one of the things I think the pandemic did was reintroduce the guitar to a generation of, of, of people that really were not introduced to it. I know when we were growing up in the late 60s, the early 70s, I mean, a guitar was something that it was just like the the Mustang or Camaro down the street, right? I mean, you, you yes. looked at them in the same in the same breath. And yes. uh, is that true? It is true. Everyone wanted to be uh, John Lennon or Paul McCartney or uh, Gordon Lightfoot. I mean, everyone wanted to be Jim Croce. Everyone wanted to be James Taylor. Everyone wanted to do that, and lots and lots of guys played guitar. Not so much now. Guys are playing video games instead. Uh, it's easier, and it takes some discipline to play an instrument and to play it well. You almost have to be a geek and be holed up in your room woodshedding a lot in order to get good at, like, really anything but an instrument especially. True. So, yeah, and during this pandemic, guitars. I mean, Martin... I saw <clears throat> yesterday that Arthur's Music, who is one of our sponsors, put out that they have been notified by the Martin Company that they will receive no more guitars in 2021. Now look, it's only March, and they're saying we can't ship you not one more guitar the whole rest of the year because of the demand for guitars from manufacturers. There's so, a lot yes. of woodshedding going on there is. last year, right? That's right, because people are home. They're like, yeah, you know what? Right. I'm home. What am I going to do? I always yeah. wanted to learn how to play guitar. Yep. Well, doggone it, now I'm going to do it. So that has been a reality. Yeah, and that's why all these guys are coming in here to buy instruments, because they're all gone. People have come in to buy all their stuff. And their store, plus that stimulus check came in. They're like, all right, I'm going to go spend this at the guitar shop down yeah. the street. Right. You know, Eddie, you talked about your frustration with with your initial teacher, guitar teacher. What should what should one look for? And I and I had the same experience. I mean, I had a guitar teacher who 
I was paying 15 bucks a half hour just to, for him to show me how great he was. I mean, that's what it pretty sure. much consisted of. Sure. And, and, I, and I finally got smart and said, I can't do this anymore. But what, what should someone look for in a, in a guitar teacher? That's a great question. Um, first off, I think that having instruction is vitally important, and it will help to propel you. But in reality, who teaches you to play? Who teaches your fingers? What is it, Gus? It's me. That's right. That's, it's, you, a, it's the individual, yeah. You, if, you, if you want to play, you have to really want to. Yeah. And the key is that two, that's the last two words, the want to. Yeah. You have to have the want to. If you have the want to, no one has to say, Johnny, sit down at the piano and practice. You know, no, 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 no. None of that happens. You are committed to the instrument. You're drawn to the instrument. You long for times where you can get away with the instrument. You're thinking of different ways to expand the use of the instrument. And so you're actually the one teaching your, those fingers that are on the ends of your hands. You're teaching those because it's muscle memory. You're teaching them how to do that. Now, it's important to have instruction. And one of our sponsors here is Six Strings Down in Plainfield, right here in Hendricks County. They have qualified teachers there. There are some other people that are teaching, but I would recommend that people perhaps start there. But we have something now called YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it's great. <laughs> and yeah. you can dial up all kinds of levels of instruction. You can just Google beginning guitar course, for yeah, instance, just and boom, and that'll keep you busy a month right there will. before you even get to a teacher. And, you know, I've been playing guitar since I was, <laughs> I've been playing guitar for 20, 25 years, and YouTube teaches me things, you know, tricks and stuff like that, that I think, you yeah. know, you would learn in a course that you would learn it from a guitar teacher. It just teaches you and how to play songs. I think the easiest way to get into this is to play songs that you know and you like, right? Yes. Like, like Heart of Gold yes. and that kind of stuff. That If you can master that song, then you feel like you've done something, right? Yes. And then you move on to the next chord. Right. 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 And you move on to the next song. It's not necessarily about scales, which I think... You need to do that, but it needs to come later because I think you need to have that song, that Beatles song that you want to learn. Yeah. Well, there are two different ways of approaching it. There's lead playing, which is what you're talking about, which are scales, you know, like Layla. Da 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 da. -da. Right. You know, I mean, where would that song be? No, nobody playing a chord is going to make that. <clears throat> so you got chords, which if you think of Hootie and the Blowfish. There's Darius Rucker, and he's in the front, and he's just banging away, and his hand is basically not moving from the first position. Right. The first three frets of the guitar, and that's all he's hitting. But his main job is to communicate with the audience and to sing. Yeah. The other guys are providing all the intricate stuff. So, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, it's nice to be able to do both. Right. But if you're a singer, you got to learn to play the, the guitar. you got to be able to play the chords to accompany somebody at the, at the end of the day somebody's got to play the song <laughs> somebody's got to sing you know some, noodling around you know on a lead guitar or a piano part if it's not the chords aren't there right someone has to play the song right and it's usually the guy that's out front singing yeah 
That's awesome. That's great. I totally think that's a good thing to do. And I'll, I've got an old guitar that I might bring to the guitar show. Because you, you could probably fix it up. There are guys who actually, my buddy Doug, he actually wants to buy guitars just so he can fix them. They don't have to be expensive, and they don't even have to be in good shape. They can come in, and they can have the neck snapped off, and he'll like, yeah, I'll take that. People are thinking, well, I was just going to throw it away. You know, I'll give you 75 100 bucks for it, whatever. They're like, are you? Yes. <laughs> then they take their money and go spend it someplace in the show. But, yeah. You're listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, uh, presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Eddie Prather, the owner and promoter of the Indiana Guitar Show, which will be held in just a couple weeks, April 10th and 11th. Eddie, our last uh, question here before we wrap this up is uh, open mic. So if there's anything that, we've, uh, that you'd like to touch on that we've not, uh, here's your opportunity. Like, that's not what we've been doing the entire time now. It's not been open <laughs> mic yet. Right, right. Well, you know, I own that recording studio, Minor Profit Studio. And so a lot of the people that I get to see at the show have recorded or come through uh, the studio over the years. And I've done music full-time for the last 26 years, mainly Minor Profit Studio. But the last eight years, <clears throat> it's also been this, and some wedding DJ stuff that I occasionally do when people ask. But So the thing about it is, this is, uh, this is the largest musical event in the state. There will be 75 dealers with their helpers, that's 200 people, and another seven or 800 people that'll come through the doors. So let's say there's a thousand, roughly a thousand people that come through the doors. And a lot of these guys know each other. And they don't get to see each other all the time. So there's a lot of hugging and a lot of high-fiving. And a lot of people introducing their buddies to new buddies. And... I don't know of any place that that is not a welcome thing. It's basically a great big weekend of the television show Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Yeah. Yes. How, 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 uh, how in the, I know last year a lot of shows got canceled, I'm assuming. So where is this show in the comeback? That's a great question, Gus. Um, <clears throat> Post-COVID. There were no guitar shows in the United States, or the world for that matter, except for the Indiana Guitar Show. Yep. We were the only guitar show in the whole world that happened last year. Thank you to Governor Holcomb, who just three days before the show came out and said, we're going to level five as of Saturday the 26th, and our show happened to be on September the 26th so we were able to do the show and interestingly enough the show that's going to happen in two weeks will be the next show nationally or in the world that has occurred so we will have the first show of this year and the only show of last year and it's happening right here down the street at the Hendricks County Fairgrounds April the 10th and the 11th Eddie, we're looking forward to it, and uh, thanks for all you do to put that together. I, I, I think it's great for the county, uh, and we appreciate all you do. 
Thank you. It's a pleasure. All right, man.